The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Katie Worthington Decker. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. We're future-focused, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Katie Worthington Decker, President and CEO of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. This podcast is produced by the Winter Haven Chamber and recorded at Dolphin Image Studios in Winter Haven. Our producer from Dolphin Image Studios is Joe. Hey, Joe, tell our listeners a little bit about the studios. Thanks, Katie. At Dolphin Image Studios, we are a full production film and television studio. We offer a 3,000-square-foot soundstage, a psych wall, an LED wall, a podcast studio, and a massive eight-acre backlot for all of your filming needs. To find us, go to facebook.com backslash Dolphin Image Studios, or find us on Instagram at Dolphin Image Studios. On today's episode, we are going to learn about the birds and the bees. Literally. My guest today is Andrew Wagner with Man Lake Stromberg Chicks and Game Birds, one of the country's largest supplier of beekeeping and poultry supplies. You'll learn about the impact this industry has on our local community, but also how it impacts us every day as consumers of produce. Fascinating stuff. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of our sponsors who believe in advancing commerce and community in Winter Haven. Women are incredible. Taking care of our health is the best thing we can do for ourselves and our families. That's why Advent Health provides nationally ranked OB and GYN care close to home. From well woman services to pregnancy care to advanced GYN surgery, our team provides a personalized approach for every woman and every stage of life. At Advent Health Heart of Florida, you can access the expertise and whole person support you need. Start your journey today at heartoffloridawomen.com. Did you know that Polk County has one of the largest concentrations of commercial beekeepers in Florida? The beekeeping industry is abuzz with growth in our state, which made Winter Haven the perfect location for expansion of one of the largest beekeeping suppliers, Man Lake. On top of bees, Man Lake has merged with Stromberg Chicks and Game Birds, making it a well-rounded provider for your agricultural needs. Today, I am delighted to welcome Andrew Wagner, manager of their Winter Haven facility, to share more about how the industry is so vital to our country's food supply. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Hey, thank you for having me. Great to be here. So how did you get involved in the world of bees? Well, uh, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, and I was looking for a new experience with work. I was about 25 years old when I heard that this company was opening up their building, which was to be their Northeast expansion. I really knew nothing about bees at the time. And um, 
figured I'd give it a shot. You know, I went in there, I fell in love with the company, and then I found myself falling love, in love with bees and the whole industry and the people that are in it. And uh, it's just been a, a, a ride ever since. So how large is the beekeeping industry? The beekeeping industry is, is over $10 billion a year, easily. When you factor in uh, the amount of money that comes in and out of um, supply companies like ourselves, uh, people that sell honey, uh, on the side locally or even if they're packing honey on a bigger level mm -hmm. and you factor in pollination services and the, the people who are selling bees to farmers and sharecroppers there's a lot of money that uh, comes in and out of the beekeeping industry mm -hmm. so what you mentioned is how connected the beekeeping industry is to everything else. And I think that's what a lot of people don't think about when they think, you know, they might be used to seeing a neighbor that has a couple boxes. Sure. Um, but what makes the beekeeping industry so vital to the health of the American economy and the food supply chain? Sure, sure. And I agree with you. I mean, when I first got started, I was always like the weird uncle of beekeeping, <laughs> right? And, and I was uh, I was wrong. I mean, there's so many people that are doing beekeeping, and especially as this homesteading industry has really taken off, you really begin to see more how important it is to like our, our produce, our fruits and vegetables, and also just to people's backyard gardens, right? And to their... Um, their way of life, however it is that they're living it. So, um, I mean, bees are responsible for uh, cross-pollinating a ton of different um, fruits and vegetables, right? So you've got oranges, cherries, apples, pumpkins, almonds in California. And then on top of that, you know, honey. Mm -hmm. Bees produce honey off of the flowers and the plants that they're on. Honey on its own is vital, you know, as a, as a health food. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they know nothing about what bees do, but they love honey. And so it, it's pretty important. I mean, without bees, our grocery stores would look different, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember a lot of conversations in the national media about the impact that um, uh, uh, challenges with the beekeeping industry would have on almonds in particular. I feel like yep. that was something that was a big conversation um, uh, several years ago. So what, what are the challenges that the beekeeping industry has faced over the years? Yep. So, I mean, there are a lot of, um, there are some challenges that are specific just to beekeepers, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that would be, you know, mites uh, and di different diseases and pests that compromise the health of the beehive. Mm -hmm. And that makes it harder for them to keep bees alive. Um, you've also got herbicides and fungicides and different things that are affecting the bees and, and the brood within the hive. And that's a, a lot of what you heard about in the national news, that a lot of these sprays were killing off bees. Oh, okay. Um, and actually, a lot of people don't know this. There would be no bees if we didn't have beekeepers. Uh, so 25, 30 years ago, bees could live in the wild. They would be able to survive feral. Hmm. Uh, they can't anymore. There's just too much working against them. And so... Uh, that's another reason why beekeepers are so critical also to the food supply and the economy because without beekeepers, bees would not be able to live like they could 30 years ago. I was on a, a, a cucumber pollination crop with a friend of mine who's got a lot of hives in Florida. Mm -hmm. And we were driving around and he took me over to a shopping center and said I used to have 2,000 hives there. And in that shopping center now, there's a Target and a Cricket Wireless and a Publix across the street. 
forage is getting scooped up mm-hmm. and people are developing land, not just in Florida, but across the whole country. Mm-hmm. And so that's another challenge for beekeepers is that places where they used to have bees, look at Polk County and all the orange groves. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of them are housing developments. And, you know, the lack of forage has um, prevented them from, you know, being able to grow. Mm-hmm. What this side note question, but what the small time beekeepers, the more hobby oriented sure. beekeepers, that industry seems to have picked up a lot uh, as it has with have your own chickens in your backyard and, yep. and that sort of thing. Does that help to contribute to keeping that, that, um, the environmental benefits of beekeeping alive Absolutely. by seeing the increase in that industry? Absolutely. If you look at all of the beekeepers uh, across the country, whether they're hobby or commercial, uh, about 95% of them are hobbyists. Mm. There's only about 5% that are really a commercial beekeeper. It's just that those commercial beekeepers account for 95% right. of the hives, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but absolutely. I mean, if you've got all sorts of different hobbyists and backyard farmers that are keeping bees, the numbers add up quickly. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you know, they're all adding to a positive effect on the environment. Mm-hmm. So the first time I met you, I felt like I was um, in a science class with a really excited sure. <laughs> teacher talking about bees. You you are very passionate, um, dare say it, nerdy about how the bee kingdom works. So explain to our listeners, much like you did to me the first time, you know, what is the uh, ecosystem within a hive? How does it work? Yep. So uh, the hive is um, it's compromised mostly of female bees. And so you've got one queen bee and a bunch of female bees, which would be considered worker bees. And the worker bees are, are taking care of the brood, which would be the, the eggs and the babies in the hive. And you've got the male bees. Those, they're drones. Uh, their only purpose in the hive is reproduction and to eat food, which is why a lot of them don't survive the winter. Because a lot of the, the females in the hive are kind of thinking, they're looking around and they're saying to themselves, I don't think you're going to be contributing much. <laughs> and so they come and go within the hive's okay. uh, organism. With the bees, and, you know, that queen is laying about 1,500 eggs a day. And bees are living about 21 to 22 days. And as they graduate from larval state into uh, a hatched out bee, those bees then become nurse bees, which take care of the babies. And then those nurse bees become worker bees. And they might forage for food. They might clean the hive. They might make the comb. They might guard the hive. And then the, the brood become the nurse bees. So it's an ever-changing mm-hmm. uh, cycle. Mm-hmm. How long does a queen bee live? Well, that depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, queens can live about three to five years. Mm. But uh, they could live shorter. It just depends on how much stress that you put on them. Mm-hmm. A commercial beekeeper might be requeening their hive uh, much more often than a hobby beekeeper because they're putting those bees in transit or they're migratory. So that queen is never really shutting down. Mm-hmm. They're always keeping her running. If they're up north, when it gets cold, she would naturally shut down in her egg laying cycle. But then what they do is they come south mm-hmm. to Florida. So the weather tells her don't shut down and so what's going to happen is that queen is going to go through her amount of eggs that she can lay in her lifetime much quicker Mm -hmm. than if she was uh, with a normal backyard beekeeper one thing that i thought was really interesting is that you you explained how a person commercially 
um, uh, raises queen bees and then sells those, which I thought was fascinating because obviously they're all in the same um, comb or area home. That they're they're how to explain how that works because that I found very um, survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, a queen will take about sixteen days uh, from her beginning state to she's hatching out as an you know as a queen bee. Mm-hmm. So what queen, uh, what people will do that sell queens for a living, they will graft a bunch of queens and watch to see which ones are accepted. Mm-hmm. And bees are kind of funny in the sense that they only want one queen, but they won't put all their eggs in one basket. So they're going to draw out 15, 20, 30, however many queen cells that this queen bee producer can set up for them to do. Mm-hmm. The trick for the queen producer is to make sure that he cages those queens before they hatch out because in the hive there can only be one queen Mm -hmm. and so if if a queen hatches out of her cell uncaged and all those other cells let's say 20 different cells are a day a couple hours away even from hatching out to being a queen she'll call out to her sisters and then she'll go and kill them and so all of that work that you put in to, to make 20 queens, now you're left with one queen. Mm-hmm. Right? And is that like, you said she'll call out, is that like a, a noise that she makes that That's makes right. the other, that identifies the other people as potential queen bees? That's right. And they'll, yeah. they'll kind of talk through the, uh, mm-hmm. the cell. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah, to me. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it really is how that works and then how um, they know that they are the dominant person than the dominant bee in that hive and then they go and they kill all the potential competitors that's right for that position yeah that's amazing stay with us for more after a word from our sponsors we'd like to welcome and thank mahalik auto group for sponsoring season two of our podcast this family-owned and operated business was first founded in 1966 in michigan by ralph mahalik senior the family opened winter haven dodge chrysler jeep ram in 1991 and continued to expand in Polk County, now owning three additional dealerships at Posner Park, in Lake Wales, and Alfa Romeo Fiat of Winter Haven. Not only are their teams dedicated to finding you the perfect vehicle, but they are also focused on building a strong relationship with the community and treating their buyers like family. Find your new ride for 2021 and learn more at www.lowpaymentkings.com. So Man Lake, Man Lake's um, focus is on uh, beekeeping. I, I'm looking at your polo shirt. We know bees. That's the the tagline. So tell us a little bit about uh, Man Lake, the history of the company, and, and how you've grown over the years. Sure, sure. Uh, Man Lake was started in, in the late 80s uh, by Jack and Betty Thomas, and uh, their their first employee was Stuart Volby, who's now our CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, what I don't think they've ever they ever imagined that Man Lake would be what it is today. And when they started, they were in their garage, mm. and and just as a need finding a need for people who were in the industry, they were able to to see that there's really not a, a one source for this beekeeping industry. At the time, people would get this from over here, and they would buy this from that place, and they would get this and none of their needs were really able to be fully serviced. And that's what Man Lake has brought to the industry is what we really pride ourselves on is customer service and getting people what they need as fast as we can possibly get it to them. Unlike other unlike other industries, if you need a car and you can't get the car right away, you can rent the car, you can do other things, or you can work from home. But if you need things in agriculture, 
you need them now mm -hmm. because the the seasons are moving and the seasons are smaller than people think so beekeepers have maybe six months out of the year that are really good strong months and so they need a supply house that's going to be able to you know give them everything they need mm -hmm. they're uh, originally they they started up in hackensack minnesota and then from Hackensack, they went out to California, where they opened up their second branch, which services the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And then they opened up the Pennsylvania branch for the Northeast. That's when I came on board. Mm -hmm. From Since I've been there, we've opened up a branch in Texas. We've uh, opened up a branch in Kentucky. We've worked with a mill supplier in Oregon. And then we've done our final, well, we don't know if it's our final, but our <laughs> latest, our right. two date, uh, and that would be Winter Haven, mm -hmm. Florida. And why did Man Lake look at Florida and Winter Haven in particular to set up their next location? Sure. Uh, Florida is the second largest beekeeping state in mm -hmm. the country. And Florida on its own is a massive agricultural state. And I've, I've learned a lot about that uh, from working with other people in Florida. I had no idea before I came down here just how big uh, agriculture was in Florida. Mm -hmm. In Polk County alone, there's about 160,000 commercially registered beehives. So mm -hmm. we knew that the, the highest density of beekeepers was in Polk County. Winter Haven had a great building that we were able to envision could be our next stop. Mm -hmm. And we were really happy to be here. Yeah, and you really have almost three sides to your location in Winter Haven. You've got the, the front where the, the customer service reps and the people that are servicing your clients and your commercial clients and that sort of thing are all um, uh, working out of the office space that you've got there. Then you have the retail portion yep. where someone could walk in and pick something off the shelf, um, talk to, to the experts that you've got there to learn about it. And then you have the warehousing and distribution portion of it as well on the back where you're actually sending stuff out and shipping stuff out. So you're kind of a, a hub slash a retail store slash a customer service uh, center all wrapped up into one location. That's right. And and that's the model that we've chosen to build around for all of our Man Lake locations. It's a, it's a unique model. Mm -hmm. You can't find a Man Lake store in every state. And so when we're building out these 60,000 plus square foot buildings, Something that's really important to us is making sure that our customers are still able to have that positive experience going in. Mm -hmm. For years, everything was through a catalog or mm -hmm. through the website. And with beekeeping, it's so niche that it, it, to be able to go into stores and actually see the clothing, try it on, hold the tools, look at the equipment, it, it allowed people to go to those next levels mm -hmm. in their experience. And so that's why every one of our distribution centers has big retail showrooms. Mm -hmm. So if someone listening to the podcast today is thinking, you know, I'd really like to try out beekeeping, what would be the first step for them? The first step would be ask their husband or wife if it's <laughs> To okay. make sure it's okay. Yep. <laughs> I would definitely start there. Um, but, you know, you want to ask some just some basic questions. You know, how far do I want to go with this, right? Do I want to have two hives or 10 hives? And how much work am I going to need to put in? Keeping bees is not like having a dog. You don't need to take your, you know, go into your beehive three times a day, but you do need to be able to give your beehive adequate amount of time every week in order to be successful. And if you can't do that, then it might not be the right thing for you to do. You know, we want people to keep 
bees. And so in right there in those words, we're hoping that people are going to really grab it and take that and be in those beehives so they can ensure the health of their colony. Mm-hmm. How much space do I have? Uh, are my kids allergic? Right. Uh, do I have neighbors that might not like this? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I live... Uh, you know, in a condo, can I have them on the roof? Do I need to ask someone? Mm-hmm. Is someone going to be bothered by me having my bees mm-hmm. where they are? Basic questions like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you kind of just got to get in it and, and start going from there. Is there a threshold on what tips someone from being, um, in terms of number of hives, uh, a hobbyist into commercial? Well, you're... Or does it depend on ordinance from place to place and depending on where they're located? Well, I mean, anyone can consider themselves a commercial beekeeper, mm-hmm. really. Um, if they're just selling their product in yeah, you some way, have, shape, or form. Yeah, you could have 100 hives, and you might not have 40,000 hives, but you're still pollinating uh, local farmers, their crops. Maybe you're still producing a good honey crop and selling some on the local level at farmer's markets mm-hmm. and things like that. At that point, you're a business mm-hmm. uh, to some degree. You might just not be as big as other businesses, but... It's really what you look at it. Really, hobbyists are more of that, like two hives to 25 hives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the, the novice beekeeper, how can Man Lake be a resource to them? What sets Man Lake apart, I would say, is the training that we really try to put our sales reps through. We don't want to be that company who you call and we don't even know the products that we're selling, mm-hmm. right? There are companies like that, and those never end up as a positive customer experience. When you're keeping bees, a lot of times when people are calling into Man Lake, they're asking our customer service representatives questions. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that our customer service representatives give them the right answer. And if they don't know that answer, not to answer it, Mm -hmm. but find out the answer for them. And I think that's one of the differences with Man Lake is that we really put the emphasis on our our representatives knowing mm-hmm. the product and the industry that they're in. And it looks like you guys also do a lot of educational classes and, and um, various different ways that people can come in and learn or learn online about different things Absolutely. that are going on. And we started doing, I started doing classes down here in Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're free to the public. We will post them up on our websites. They'll be up on Facebook. I'll probably resume classes again in May. We do beginner beekeeping classes. We're always looking for insight on other classes that people would like me to teach and mm-hmm. speak on. Mm-hmm. Everything we do uh, is free for mm-hmm. the public. So That's fantastic. So if bees were not enough, several um, uh, uh, in the Within the last couple of years, Man Lake entered into a merger with Stromberg's Chicks and Game Birds, who offers North America's largest selection of poultry supplies and equipment for the raising and management of birds. So tell us a little bit about how these companies came to be married. Sure, sure. I think it starts to complete the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, homes, like I said before, homesteading is it's bigger than just bees, and it's bigger than just birds. And it's a, it's about people knowing what they're putting in their bodies, right? Where am I getting this honey from? What am I feeding my birds? Uh, you know, what's where am I getting this meat? What's in the meat that I'm eating? Knowing the eggs that you're consuming. So I think it's bigger than, than just the bees or the birds, but they do go hand in hand very well. A lot of people who keep bees keep birds, and a lot of people who keep birds are interested, if they don't already, keep bees. Right. And so what we... 
what Stromberg's allowed us to do is uh, Stromberg's was a cr huge, incredible name that also specialized in customer service mm -hmm. and knowledge of the product that they sold. You don't sell 200 different varieties of birds and not know about birds. Right. 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 And the breadth of product that Stromberg's has and and you know brought to the table was just so much far superior than everyone else it's just like man lake mm -hmm. so it only made sense to come together as one mm -hmm. and so with uh the addition of stromberg you guys now hold chick days um, throughout your company and this has been something that's been popular in winter haven tell our listeners a little bit about what chick day chick days yep. are so this was our first year of doing Chick Days uh, for the Florida building because mm -hmm. we're so new down here. And what Chick Days does is allows customers to walk in and see the birds in the stock tanks and of a large variety of them. Customers have the opportunity to either pre-order and come in and pick up specific birds or take their chance and seeing at what we've got there. Mm -hmm. What we try to do different than our competitors with days and events like this would be not to carry just your run-of-the-mill birds and to put a ton of care into those birds mm -hmm. so when you come and see the birds that we have in our showroom they're well taken care of there's a variety of them we've got birds that are just for eggs meat birds uh, we've got birds that are dual purpose birds we have seasonal birds mm -hmm. we and just birds that people have not been exposed to where they could just come in off the street and get those birds mm -hmm. And then on top of that, what Chick Days allows people to do is talk to knowledgeable people on those products mm -hmm. and then leave there with any product that they want or need to make their, their experience successful. Mm -hmm. Now, our showroom is divided into two parts, right? So we've got all of our beekeeping stuff on one side of the showroom mm -hmm. and all of our poultry stuff on the other side of the showroom. People come in here and they're like, I've never seen this many products for poultry mm -hmm. and that's what it's about right? right that's really the the cool part is when you see their eyes light up and you know that you're able to be that resource for those people and they can get the right answers right. they can get help and they can have their products there's not much more that they're looking for right and to help them do it successfully especially if they are kind of venturing into the that homesteading um area where they're putting their first coop up in their backyard sure. or something along those lines. I think that's, I've had several friends in Orlando that have done the the uh, chicken raising in the backyard thing, and some of them stick with it, and some of them were like, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not for me. Or the coyotes become a problem, which is, you know, yeah. something you have to be careful of. So, um, but, you know, even in Winter Haven, um, just recently, the city commission uh, had the discussions around the, the chicken ordinance, because it is something that a lot of people want to do. And it does go back directly to they know exactly where their eggs are coming from, um, sure. you know, and, and I was joking with someone at the farmer's market that, that does it more of just kind of a fun thing. It's almost like a science lesson for their kids. They're help, the kids are helping to raise the chickens and Absolutely. do all that. But they said, well, we need way more chickens to get the eggs to feed the, the whole family. But they love doing it because the kids start to understand how it works and they understand the value of that egg a lot more than just, you know, running up to Publix and, and, sure. and buying it. So what else would you want the public to know about Man Lake Stromberg? I think that um, we would like them to know that we're here for them. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, probably a lot of people would say something like that. But we we really do mean it. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, we are, uh, there are a bunch of us who have given our entire lives (laughs) to this industry and we would do anything for our customers to make them happy. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got to where we are now. Mm -hmm. We kept building based on people liking the service that Mm -hmm. we were given. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more important to me than someone leaving our store and saying, like, I want to go back there mm-hmm. because they they were helpful they were friendly you know the, the number one thing that I'll preach to all of the people that work for me is it, it does not matter if someone comes in and they don't leave with anything just give them the answers that they need mm-hmm. you know just because they're coming into our showroom doesn't mean that they need to leave with product sometimes they just need help they just need an answer confidence confidence right, right? and so that's what I really would like people to understand is that we're really here for them. And then if you can do that, you'll be successful just by default. Mm-hmm. And where is your uh, building, your retail store located? So it's right across the street from Willowbrook Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's uh, old, old Lucerne Road. Lucerne old Lucerne Road. Road. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And now it's uh, Burt Schultz, right? Mm-hmm. So right by the Farmer Jack on the corner. Yep. If you were to turn in there, you'll see the big Man Lake building on the left. And uh, Winter Haven Industrial. That's right. Right back there. So very good. Well, it was great to see that building come to life again. Yeah. Um, there's there's um, amazing businesses. You've got great neighbors down that road and, and very impactful neighbor. There, that, that road has a lot of history and people being very innovative with agriculture, yep. which is what is, uh, I think, perfect about the location you, you chose is that you are surrounded by people that are also having a dramatic impact on the agriculture industry, but not that of Winter Haven's past, but that of Winter Haven's future. So, sure. so Andrew, thank you so much for coming in today and yeah, sharing uh, with us the story of Man Lake, the story of beekeeping. Absolutely. I know there'll be people that listen to this that say are building that confidence that they can do it. So yeah, we appreciate please it. Come down. Thank you. Thank you. Citizens Bank and Trust, we've been your hometown full-service financial institution right here in your backyard since 1920. Now in our third generation of family ownership, we've served the Polk County community for over 100 years. No matter your needs, we have the right financial solutions for you. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we've got you covered, from secure checking and personal savings plans to a wide range of personal, mortgage, and business loans. Additionally, we offer a highly experienced group of trust and private banking professionals located right here in Polk County. It takes just one visit to one of our 14 convenient locations to experience what makes our bank special and why we invite you to give us a try. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we're proud to be your bank. Citizens-Bank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, that's it for another episode of It's Happening in the Haven. We'd like to thank our guests for today's podcast, Andrew Wagner with Man Lake, Stromberg, Chicks, and Game Birds. Be sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber of Commerce, visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you learned a little bit more about our community today 
and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winter Haven. Some call it a haven. We call it home. <laughs>